Welcome to the CyberLife Podcast, where we help you learn cybersecurity best practices, give you a weekly update on the latest cybersecurity news, and share valuable career advice. Hey everyone, it's Ken. In today's episode, you're going to hear from Kushi Gupta. Kushi is currently a PhD candidate for digital forensics. She also holds a bachelor's degree in computer science, and she's originally from Kenya, so she's here in the U.S. working on her PhD. She's won the Microsoft Imagine World Cup back in 2021. She's also worked some internships around digital forensics while she's uh, still in school for her PhD. And in today's episode, she's going to talk a little bit about her journey, both as an international student, as well as someone work, uh, working and uh, finishing a PhD in digital forensics. So she's going to share a little bit about her career journey so far and some of the challenges as well as some of the advice that she has for those out there that might be pursuing a PhD or thinking about it, or even just deciding to pursue a career in digital forensics. So without further ado, let's dive right in and learn from Kushi. So thanks again for joining us today, Kushi. Uh, today for the audience, we're going to talk a little bit about digital forensics and specifically around Kushi's journey coming from Kenya over to the U.S. and pursuing her master's degree, excuse me, her, her PhD in uh, digital forensics. So we're going to talk a little bit about her career journey, some of the challenges she's faced uh, as she's evolved her career and, uh, and some additional helpful information. So I just want to dive right in, Kushi, and, and ask you, like, what inspired you to choose digital forensics as, as your field of study? And, and how do you see as, as more organizations start pulling in artificial intelligence, like how do you see digital forensics evolving with the use of AI? Um, so I actually did my undergraduate in computer science. And uh, even before that, I'd like to um, speak about a bit of history. So growing up, I was uh, interested in doing a lot of jigsaw puzzles. And I would find myself doing that for like hours and hours. Um, and growing up, I was interested in tech. So I pursued my bachelor's degree in um, computer science. And with a concentration in cybersecurity. And when I was doing my classes um, in cybersecurity, there was one particular class uh, which specialized in digital forensics. And when I went to the class and I started learning, I actually fell in love with digital forensics. Um, I liked how it entails piecing um, facts together from like the computer system and finding out who the perpetrator is. Um, so that really stood out to me, and um, I thought of pursuing digital forensics as a career and gaining more knowledge into it. And um, for the second part of your question, how AI is entangled with digital forensics, as the data is growing more and more, um, the data sizes, um, the hard disk data storage is all growing. So there's a lot of data. So I think machine learning and AI can be incorporated really well with digital forensics um, in the matter that AI and um, machine learning can help us really um, save time when investigating as it can pull off um, it can pull out things that humans will take a lot of time to analyze. And so this would help us um, get evidence even faster and make response times uh, less. So as I mentioned earlier, you, you came from Kenya to the U.S. For your, to pursue your degree. So can you just share some of those challenges? Because there's actually a lot of people in the cybersecurity world that travel to another country, whether it's U.S. or, or Canada or U.K. or you know any number of countries 
to pursue the, to further pursue their education. So can you just share maybe some of the challenges that you went through in making that journey? Yeah, sure. Um, and here, I think I speak for all international students. I think we we come from a different part of the world um, to pursue our further studies. So it's, it's I wouldn't say it's easy, um, but at the same time, we we are dedicated to do so so coming um coming like miles from home you kind of miss home sometimes and um all the other challenges that you face for example homesickness but i think um our passion drives us um so it's really important to listen to your heart and follow your passion when you you are making that journey it makes the obstacles feel a little less when you have a calling for cybersecurity. So yeah, that's what motivated me. So what's it like pursuing a, a PhD in digital forensics? Okay, that's a good question. So what is it like pursuing a PhD? Yeah, okay. So a PhD is, for some people, people just think that, okay, it's just research and, you know, writing academic papers, doing some classes. But as I started my journey in, um, in doing my PhD, I realized it's a lot more than um, just studying or researching. For me, I, I learned something every single day, whether it's communication, how how do you present, how do you um, like communicate with peers, with other people, how do you communicate with your uh, professors, um, how can you collaborate? So um, how do you like, take um, opportunities in the field. So for me, um, it's more about learning what's outside of the classroom, I guess. And then of course, a prominent part of the PhD is also doing your coursework, uh, doing your research, which wasn't really much of a learning curve because uh, I was a nerd growing up. <laughs> um, so for me, it was more of communicating and the soft skill, soft skills, managing your time. Managing your time is really important because in the PA, uh, while doing a PhD, you just want to do a lot of things. You have a lot on your plate, so managing your time at the same time, getting some, um, getting some space for yourself, getting some time for yourself, a time management, communication. I think these are key skills that you need. Even though we're getting. I'd say marginally better, like in, in tech overall and in, in specifically in cybersecurity, which I think we see a little more diversity in cyber versus traditional tech, but it's still a, a very male dominated field and especially a, a pale white male dominated field like me. So as a woman in tech, like, are there any challenges that you've encountered? And if you have any like specific gender related obstacles that you face, if you don't mind sharing those. Um, and, and then just maybe sharing like whatever challenges you face, like how you actually overcome them. Cause I think that'll help some of the listeners out there. Yeah, for sure. So underrepresentation again, as you mentioned, is a really big challenge. And I think that is the source of all the other challenges that women face. I think underrepresentation is should be avoided or like eliminated first in in order to reduce the other challenges because um if we have more representation of women in the field i think more women can be um empowered and um encouraged because uh with the with the society or like the community of cyber women so i think underrepresentation is the major 
major source of all the issues but i think we are doing pretty we're, we're trying we're trying to eliminate that there's a lot of groups out there women in cybersecurity. um i'm also part of that and all the um we also have affiliates for women in cybersecurity, which i'm also part of and i'm really proud of that and I, I try to work on these um these issues um indirectly. I also teach a class in digital forensics. Um and I do notice I've been teaching for almost two years and I do notice that the representation of women in my class or is is very less compared to the men or the male. So I I try my best to encourage them when in class, um, you know. I talk to them outside class, make sure they're understanding everything. Um, if they have any issues, I'm making sure or letting them know I'm always there for them. Um, so yeah, that's where, that were my thoughts. So along those same lines, like how do you think that the, the industry overall, as well as like academia, how do you think that they can better support and, and really encourage more diversity and inclusion in the industry? So having a mentor really works. Um, it's it's great to have a mentor in the field. My advisor, he's very uh, encouraging, uh, motivates me all the time. So even if I'm even if I'm feeling low or I have some obstacles during my PhD, when I go talk to him and we we figure out a way together. So I think having a mentor really helps when um, embarking on such a journey. And you can learn from their experiences, actually. And that's what I do. I try to learn from his experiences and so that I don't make the same mistakes again. Um, so having a mentor and having a community that supports you is really key or vital when embarking on this journey. And I'm, I'm grateful to have that. So when we think about digital forensics, like in your opinion, are there any specific skills or like certain qualities that um, are really critical for success in a digital forensics role? Like what, like if someone's listening right now, they're kind of like, well, should I do digital forensics? Is this maybe a field for me? Like what are some of the skills or qualities you think that somebody would need to be successful? So in digital forensics, I think there are many key skills that you can utilize in digital forensics. Um, but the main the main skill that I think is vital for your success in the digital forensic realm is the the curiosity um you have to like digital forensics or like cybersecurity as a whole is like a dynamic field you get to learn something every single day so just the curiosity to learn and the excitement to learn new things is really important because you can never know it all. Uh, you always find new devices, um, you know, every other day, and then you, you do, you do not really know about them. I do not think there's a degree that will teach you about every single device or every single um, case that you would encounter. But just, just the hunger to learn more every single day uh, plays a big role in the success in this field. Other key skills, um, communication really important and report like that comes under like reporting and like talking to customers, talking to uh, talking to peer peers, and of course like the technology that um, is required in digital forensics is also good to have um, coding. So yeah, I think these are the major skills that you need. So are there any like personal achievements, milestones, or like any projects that you've worked on that you're 
you're particularly proud of and you want to share with the audience? Yes. Um, so I think my major achievements um, in the two years um, I've, like, of the two years I have um, completed in the PhD are my, in my internships. So I did my first internship in the Sam Houston State University Police Department, which allowed me to really understand how digital forensics plays a role in the criminal side of things, like criminal investigations and how they're done. And the other internship that I had was in Crow, which I did this past summer. Uh, that exposed me to the civil litigations that involve digital forensics. So gaining an idea on the criminal side and the civil side really opened my eyes to the different avenues digital forensics can be used in. And it really just enlightened me on the different possibilities you can have with digital forensics and where you can, what route you can take. So um, I think those were, those are my, I pride that I got those internships and I'm really grateful for that. Other than that, the projects per se, um, I do, I'm really proud of my research getting to like just getting to know and investigating social media applications really fulfills me um getting to know what artifacts we can find during cases because almost every investigation nowadays involves social media so this is something I'm really passionate about and um it's my PhD dissertation too so these are some of the achievements I think are my best Kushi I want to ask you any any final thoughts or advice um either for someone that's looking at a career in digital forensics or that someone that's looking to, to go to another part of the world to pursue their education. Any, any final thoughts or advice for those people? Yeah, of course. So um, I think just follow your passion because if you, if you just try to do something that you're not passionate about, it wouldn't last long. So just following your passion really goes a long way, even for all the women out there who who might get like imposter syndrome or like feel that they are not enough or just are intimidated by the underrepresentation of women. I think it's really important to, to follow your passion, keep your head held up and learn every single day and all the obstacles, just just take all the obstacles with a smile, which would help reduce the I don't know, which will help reduce the intensity of them, I guess. That, that is what I followed. Thanks for listening to the show. If you're looking to secure your business better or build up your cybersecurity career, then check us out over at cyberlife.tv. That's C-Y-B-E-R-L-I-F-E dot T-V.